Isaiah 7 14. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Then, chapter 9, chapter over, beginning in verse 6. Isaiah 9, verse 6. For unto us a, son, a child is born, unto us a son is given, my government shall be upon his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful, Counsel, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. On the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, upon his kingdom, to order it, to establish it, with judgment, with justice, and henceforth, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts shall perform this. Well, we praise you and thank you for the opportunity to come together to read your word that you would direct and guide us and lead us in all things. Lord. We just praise you and thank you. In your name we pray. Amen. Be seated. Okay, back to Isaiah 7 14. The Lord will give you a sign. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you will call his name Amen. Which means God with us. Amen. Hallelujah. We need that promise. All the time, don't we? Every day, every moment of every day, every second of every day, we need to know that God is with us. Amen? God is with us all the time. Even when we go someplace where we shouldn't go, He's still with us. So, that's a precious promise. And that's what Emmanuel means. Okay, turn to Matthew chapter 1. And that's what this that passage refers to. <clears throat> but we'll start with verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ happened in this way. When his mother Mary was spouse to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Joseph, her husband, being a just man, not willing to make her a public example, was minded or thought about putting her away privately. Now you understand that in these days, young women with child Unmarried young women with child were not just roaming around the countryside or anyplace else, right? It was a considered to be an ungodly, unholy, unsightly, unseemly thing for a woman to be pregnant with a child 
without having a problem. Not like today. It doesn't seem to be that big of a deal today, right? Just uh, anything goes, right? Maybe we should uh, <laughs> you know, rethink our values, except in the Middle East. In Muslim countries, still a woman does not have a child. And an unmarried woman does not have a child. They have been known to kill them both. Right? Amen? I mean, strict. Strict. You steal something, the hand that you use to steal it with, gone. Well, you can imagine what, what raping a, a female would, what the punishment for that would be. And the, not only, of course, the punishment is severe for that, but not as severe for the one who perpetrated the crime as the girl. And so, but this was more of the, the manner that was that was happened when Joseph and Mary were having this child. Because it was unthinkable that an unwed mother would have a child. Amen. Unthinkable. Unthinkable. You know, <laughs> think of the very worst thing you can think of, and that applies to this situation. So you can imagine why Joseph was thinking about, well, maybe I ought to, you know, put her away someplace outside, hide her, right? So that nobody knows what's happening, what's going on. Better do it quick, though, you know, <laughs> so uh, nobody knows. But, and that was a situation which was bad. But while he was thinking in this way, behold, the angel of the Lord, in verse 20, appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, don't be afraid to take unto you Mary for your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost. Now, the whole thing about this, when, when uh, we start in Luke and the first chapter, and angel appears to Zechariah, tells him that his wife is going to have a child. Way past the age of childbearing. Way past. And then, the angel appears to Mary and tells her that she's going to have a child. What is required in order to believe what the angel is saying in both instances? Faith. Amen? Faith. They have to believe because Look at what he's saying. 
The angel told him, don't be afraid to take Mary for your wife, for that which you conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now that happens every day? Not exactly. It doesn't happen at all every day. It doesn't happen at all, period. To believe that this is the case and that Mary did not find somebody out of wedlock and had a child with that person or anything like that, but to believe that this was a spiritual matter and that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost, that requires a tremendous amount of faith. Amen? Amen. Now, when the angel said that, told, came to Zechariah, he didn't have what it takes, right? He didn't have what it takes. He said, now, after all this time, now you're going to, now we're going to have a child? Now we're going to have a child? Well, where were you 10 years ago, 15 years ago? Uh, what, what was up with that? Because if it happened in a normal way, faith wouldn't be required as much. In fact, most people, you know, think nothing of starting out, getting married, raising a family. That's the usual course of events, right? They think nothing at all about that. But this is a miracle and requires faith. There are miracles going on all around us right now, right? All around, especially at this time of year. There are miracles going around, but that doesn't mean that everybody recognizes that it's a miracle. Why don't they? Because they don't have faith to believe that God still performs miracles today. It's like there, there are those who believe there are no gifts today. Uh, the time for having gifts and using gifts, etc. was back in the time of the apostles. That, that doesn't happen now. Well, I'm sorry to say they're wrong. <laughs> I would say that, but they are. <laughs> because the gifts are, the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. And so if the person has the gift from God, then that person is to use that gift. Amen? But, we're talking about a, an event that uh, most people would not be able to understand. They would not understand. Say, do what? She's going to have a baby from what? From who? Do what? You know, they wouldn't believe it. But, Joseph did. Amen? Joseph did. And so that meant he had faith. He had faith to believe in what the angel was telling. And that's very important. It's very important. Without faith, it is what? Impossible to please him. Those who would come to him must believe that he is, he is. He says, I am. You must believe that before anything else happens. Must believe that he is. 
and is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Diligently doesn't mean once every year you look up in the sky and say, hey God, how's everything up there? <laughs> Good. No, 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 no. That's not diligently. <laughs> That's casually or beyond casual. I don't know what you go beyond casual. But so diligently seek him means that every day we come into his presence and we come before him and look to him for direction, guidance, wisdom, grace, mercy, all of those things, right? So, Joseph believed not only is that which you conceived of her is of the Holy Ghost, she will bring forth a son, not now, you know, always it says, well, is it going to be a girl or is it going to be a boy? And how do we know? We're going to, we're going to get the, you know, sonar. How, how are we going to know? She will bring forth a son and you will call his name Jesus. In the Old Testament, Joshua, Yeshua, the one who will deliver his people. For he will save his people from their sins. Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet Isaiah. You just read it. Saying, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son, and you will call his name Emmanuel, which, according to interpretation, is God with us. God. Ah. So, you know, if you, if you don't leave here tonight with anything else in your mind, it's hard to, you know, preachers are infamous about saying, well, I'm just going to pound this into them until they get every word. They're not going to get every word. Nobody is going to get every word. But if you come away with only three then that would be a good thing. God with us. God with us. God with us. Of course, if you're doing the wrong thing, that's, that's uh, you know, God with us, oh boy, I got better run and hide somewhere. No, but for, for the rest of us who are trying to do the will of God, trying to do what God wants us to do, then that's a good thing. Amen? It's a great thing to know that God is with us. We're not in this by ourselves. Some of the Eastern religions believe that that uh, you are born, put out into the world, on your own. Do your best. Do whatever you... Well, praise the Lord. I'm glad we don't believe that. I'm glad the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches that God is with us. Always. Even when we wouldn't want him to be necessarily because we're not doing the right thing, he still is with us. All the time. All the time. Now that's very, very important. So, okay, go back to uh, Isaiah 7 14. 
So he's talking to a king, to Ahaz, and he says the Lord is going to give him a sign. He's giving the world a sign, right? This is one of those scriptures which has a dual meaning, and a, a meaning for this particular time, but it also has a meaning for the future, for what's going to be. And so he says, A virgin will conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. So, very important that we realize that nothing is left to chance with God. God's not going to say, okay, well, when it comes to the future of the world and what's going to happen to the future of the world, uh, let's flip a coin here. Okay, coming down, coming down, well, okay. No, of course not. Of course not. He knew before the world was formed Everything was revealed to him. He knew this. He knew that Jared was going to come along. Tyler was going to come along sometime. Their mother would be so happy she just wanted to dump, do cartwheels, right? <laughs> so, but he knew, he knew also that they would be godly men. He knew that they would surrender to the Lord and, and they would they would allow the Lord to lead their lives. He knew all of that before the world was formed. He knew that. So nothing happens by chance. That's the lotto and the casinos and whatever. That's chance. But nothing happens by chance with the he knows exactly what he's doing. He knows when it's going to happen. Even though there's no time in heaven, he recognizes that events are on a time schedule here. And so he does what is necessary to meet that schedule. For someone, you know, it's like in a, in a, in a fictional sense and in a, a movie that's, that's uh, played almost round the clock these days. It's a wonderful life. Angel comes to God and says, hey, it's George Bailey's time tonight. In other words, he's going to go through that trial, that tribulation, that turmoil that is going to want to help have him take his life. Right? So he sends an angel, right? Just like he sent to Mary, just like he sent to Zechariah. He sent an angel. Well, he did things a little bit differently <laughs> than the angels that God sent in biblical times. But God knew whatever was going to happen, when it was going to happen, and what was needed in order to help. Okay, back to, now we're going to uh, Isaiah 9, verse 6. 
born to us a child is born, and to us a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulders. His shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So again, God knew what was going to happen. He's sending his only begotten Son into the world in order that the world through him might be saved. Amen? Might have redemption. Might come to the realization that there is sin in their life and until that sin is dealt with, they can never be the person that God wants them to be. Amen? Until that sin is dealt with, it can't be. can't happen. And so that's why he sent his son into the world to deal with that sin. And he gave him what? Matthew 18, 18. I'm sorry, 28, 18. Okay. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven, and in earth. Is he bragging? <laughs> or is he stating fact? Which is it? Is he bragging? Or is he stating a fact? He's stating a fact. All power is given to him. So not only did Jesus, that did uh, God send his only begotten son, but he gave him all power. Now, you're going to, if you're going to send somebody to do a job, you have to equip them with everything that they need to do that job, right? And so he gave him all power. All power. He wasn't lacking in anything that he needed to do this job. And that's very important. You get into a situation. You say, okay, I gotta do this right now. Uh, 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 I can't. I can't. I don't have, I don't, didn't have, I didn't get, where is it? You know, no, all power is given to it. So whatever he needs, it will be given. He needs it, he's got it. He's got it. And of the increase of his government, there will be no end upon his kingdom, the kingdom of David, the throne of David, to establish it, order it, with judgment and with justice from henceforth, even. So, kingdom of God is not something that, you know, like a president, four years, right? Can extend that 
another four. But by no means is it everlasting, right? By no means it's going to say, okay, well, this, this person's in there, we can't get him out, so he's just going to be there forever. No. Uh, some people did think about the, our, our former president who led us out of the Depression and was there when the Second World War was ongoing and uh, thought that he was going to be there forever. Didn't exactly work out that way. But the kingdom that God establishes through his son, Jesus, will last forever. Not going to be any end to it. Not going to be any circumstance that will say, okay, we've got to, to uh, switch gears here and go in a different... No. We're not going to. We're going to do exactly what God wants us to do. Just like Joseph gave us a great example. He believed what the angel told him, even though it was very unusual completely unusual. Who would believe that? That a, a woman was carrying a baby that was conceived in her of the Holy Ghost. Who would believe that? Only a person who has faith. Only a person who has faith. In other words, if God, if God says anything to us, he comes down and he says, okay, this is the way it is then we're going to believe it, right? Regardless of what it is, right? Yeah. Of course not. Of course not. Because we have to consider the source. Now, if just anybody came and said, okay, the moon is made of blue, uh, made of green cheese, and this is of that, that of that, well, no, we laugh at their face and say, you don't know what you're <coughs> talking about, friend. But, when God says it, we Believe it, right? Amen. It doesn't matter what. So when he says a son is going to be born, <coughs> and this son is going to be so great that there are no words to describe his greatness. No words to describe. And this son is going to take our place on the cross and deal with our sin. And make it possible for us to acknowledge our sin, confess our sin, and ask our living, resurrected Savior to come into our lives. Amen. 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 And that's what Christmas is all about. The beginning, the birth of just such a Savior who would come. And to do that. So he was not just a little baby. But when he grew up, he was going to be the savior of the world. Why do you think the wise men journeyed all the distance that they did to see a baby? Why would they do that? Because they knew he wasn't just a baby. He was a king. Right? He was a king. But not just the king of Syria or some other place. King of kings. Lord of lords. King of the world. 
Forever. 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 